The Lions defeat the Packers on Thursday night football. Are they legit Super Bowl contenders? And we got every single week four game preview and prediction coming up next on the house call. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Gridiron segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Lawrence, Lid, and Ali. My name is Matt. Before we get into Thursday Night Football and all the week four game previews, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors of today's video, and that is Coffee Bros. If you are a bro who's up real early like I am, I was up at 3 a.m. this morning, okay? I'm tired. I am very, very tired. I was up at 3 a.m. this morning working out. If you want to know what a really bad idea is, it's waking up at 3 a.m. and working out. Uh, But if you need a coffee company like I am, that's not only going to provide you with everything from your award-winning roast to your necessary equipment that's your espresso machines your grinders your filters to your recipes as well as a coffee to water ratio calculator go to coffee bros website whose link is in our description to get everything that you need that is coffee related so go get coffee bros bro now let's talk some thursday night football the detroit lions dominated the green bay packers 34 to 20 especially in the first half as they went into halftime with a 27 to 3 lead then coasted from there the lions were led by a strong defensive performance and david montgomery on the ground who had a huge game with three touchdowns and i'm sure he lit up some fantasy football benches this week so ollie i'm going to you my friend give me your takeaways from this thursday night football game are the lions legit super bowl contenders after dominating green bay it's tough for me to say because I don't want to agree with you from the award predictions video because, you know, I fucking hate doing that. But one of the big things I did take away from this was Jared Goff's ability to read the play. And we saw a few times as well, like there was a defensive back for the, for the Packers. He was trying to load the pass in, trying to come across early. And then he waits. He waits for the receiver to come across and then launches it. But another case where he did that as well, he was able to read space on his blind side very well with the, with the big run that he had into the, the red zone. But one of the, the big things I was taking away from this was the Packers' defense was very inconsistent. Like, they either shut you down, go make you go three and out, or they'd allow 40-yard plays over the top. And um, that just proves how well I think that the Lions were able to exploit the Packers' weaknesses. Obviously, there was no Jair Alexander, so there was like, okay, fuck it, we'll just launch it. And you said that the two running backs for Detroit, combining Jermaine Gibbs and David Montgomery, I think just all the, all the pieces fell in place into what was quite a, a dominant Detroit victory. Yeah, like you said, I thought this was going to be a close game going in. I thought the Packers, especially at home, the way that they've looked, they've played a bunch of close games and they've looked like a a really good football team so far. But yeah, like you said, it was a dominating performance by the Lions here so far. Lid, I'm going to you, man. Same questions. Give me your takeaways from Thursday Night Football and are the Lions a legit Super Bowl Bowl contender now? Uh, My my takeaways from from Thursday Night Football hasn't really changed. Uh, What I thought was going to happen, happened. Uh, I thought Detroit was just going to smash them in the mouth, play Mm. physical brand of football. And uh, I thought, you know, the Packers' offensive line was going, wasn't going to be able to hold up. And I thought that, you know, Detroit defensive line was going to cause havoc. As we've seen that, Detroit got out to an early lead. Uh, but is, is Detroit Super Bowl contenders? I would say so. They definitely are contenders. The reason why I say Detroit are contenders is because, one, they know they, they got an identity. Two, their identity is run the ball, smash mile football, uh, you know, one of the trench, trenches and, and, that, and that type of stuff travel. Uh, so that you can play that in anywhere, any Sunday, Thursday, Monday, whatever you want to, whenever you want to play it, their their offense is definitely going to travel, and their defensive line is, is actually formidable. Uh, Hutchinson and boy and them boys is, is, is getting after that quarterback, so they they up they heavy up top on the trenches, and uh, I think Garrett, Garrett Goff he's definitely proven. We've seen him in the Super Bowl before, so he, he's a vet. But they, they got they got a nice formula going on. I, I put I definitely say they're definitely contenders. 
Yeah, like you said, uh, I, I wanted to touch on the defensive line because I actually didn't touch on it uh, in, in my notes. Uh, the defensive line is really good. You got Aiden Hutchinson and then that defensive tackle, McNeil. Like, he you he flashes a lot in the game. He had a sack and a half, a, a tackle for loss. Like, that guy is really, really good, and people sleep on him. So, yeah, Detroit Lions, the defense has gotten a lot better as well. So, Lawrence, I'm going to you, man. What you think? Are the Lions Super Bowl contenders? Give me your takeaways from this Thursday night football game. I'll be honest. I'm not surprised by the result. You know, I had the Packers really low in my estimations this season. You know, losing Aaron Rodgers is huge, but the way the Lions just outperformed them, you know, are they Super Bowl contenders? I think they're about a year off. Um, they've got a really, really young group, really, really capable group, and they're making, you know, a name for themselves. Dan Campbell's been doing that for the last couple of seasons. Um, but I just don't think they are yet. I mean, I think it's more they beat down on what I think is actually a pretty bad team. You know, they need to go out and do that against good teams. You see them do it against Kansas. Uh, obviously, they were missing Kelsey, which is a huge piece of the puzzle for them. Um, but they, they won their divisional game. That's what we need to do at this stage of the season. I mean, think about Super Bowls. It's so far from the future. They need to get playoffs first. They did that last season, I think. Um, well, they, 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 they have a good chance of doing it again this season. I think that their division is theirs to lose, but... They've got to win playoff games and beating the Packers when the Packers are down this bad, you know, they're not playing great. Um, they're probably, they're almost, in my opinion, guaranteed to miss the playoffs. They need to beat good teams before we can actually start talking about them as a Super Bowl contender. I, I'm a little bit higher on the Packers than you are, Lawrence. I think they've played a, some, some pretty good football here so far, but uh, we'll, we'll see right past that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they obviously were horrible yesterday. They they came out and, you know, were just getting punched in the mouth from, from Jump Street yesterday. You know, 27-3, 14-nothing yeah. pretty quick yesterday. So, yeah, they obviously didn't perform well yesterday. But, yeah, I'm a little bit higher on the Packers than you are. Uh, but I'll answer the question of if they are Super Bowl contenders or not with another question. Uh, are the Chiefs, the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Bengals Super Bowl contenders? Uh, Bengals with the, with with Hurt Burrow right now. Uh, obviously, they don't look like it. Uh, but everyone else, you would say yes, probably. Those were the four conference championship teams from last year. So I think it's fair to call all those teams contenders. So I'm going to list all of their records since week nine of 2022. Okay, the Niners are 12 and 0. The Chiefs are 11 and 2. The Bengals are 9 and 2, and the Eagles are 10 and 3. Meanwhile, the Detroit Lions are 11-3 in that same span that all those other four teams have great records. That's 14 games. That's not some small sample size. That's over 80% of a full season being close to as good or better than some of the top contenders in football. So are they a threat to make the Super Bowl out of the NFC? 100%. Exactly like I said they would be last December in 2022. I said it last December. Next year, they're going to be Super Bowl contenders with that defense improving, the running game looking good, Goff playing smart. That offensive line is really, really good. They're going to get their deep threat, Jamison William back, Williams back soon, excuse me, Sam Laporta, Amon Ross, St. Brown. There's only two teams in the NFC that I will accept as better right now, and that's the Niners and that's Philly. Detroit is better than everyone else right now, and I think they're playing almost as good as those other two teams in the NFC. And they're going to gain more chemistry throughout the course of the year because they have a lot of new pieces. I'm telling you right now, I told you a long time ago too, watch the hell out, NFC. The Lions are here. But let's get into these week four predictions, man. And there's no better place to start than with the two guys from the UK on the show. We're going to start at Wembley Stadium in the UK. As the Falcons and the Jags face off in a very important early season overseas matchup. So, I'm not going to start with either of the UK guys on this one. I'm going to start with you, Lid. Who you got? You got Atlanta uh, or you got Jacksonville? 
Oh yeah, I th- for sure got Jacksonville. Jacksonville is basically their second home is in the, is in the UK. They play there once every year. Uh, so they very familiar with the travel. Uh, Atlanta is not so much familiar. So I think that travel is definitely on, on Jacksonville's side since they've been there and done that. Uh, Doug Peterson, they got Doug Peterson calling the plays again. Second, uh, He started calling plays the second half of last game. Uh, their offense has been absolutely terrible. Uh, the offense was was explosive towards the end of the year. And Doug Peterson was calling the plays, so I don't know why he decided not to call the plays coming into this season, which is, I don't know. He's the offensive coordinator. you got to call the plays, man. Uh, so I think they get back they get back on track coming Trevor Lawrence. Um, Atlanta, they, they want to run the ball, like I said, last week. And when Atlanta faced teams that can stop the run, Jacksonville, they ranked seven against the run so far. I know it's a small sample size, but they, they have been, been able to stop the run. So I think they show up that run game, and uh, I think Lawrence and the offense is make more plays in Atlanta. So give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, like you said, the Jags are very, very experienced at playing over in the UK. We'll see with a, especially a young offense and a young quarterback and Desmond Ritter how the uh, how the Falcons can kind of uh, combat that uh, that experience that Jacksonville has. So Lawrence, I'm going to you, man. This is going to be in your backyard over there in the UK. Who you got? You got the Jags or you got the Falcons? See, I'm actually going to the game. I'm excited. I mean, it's going to be a great game. I think, you know, Jags are coming straight off of a tough loss to the Texans, um, which I don't think anyone really saw coming. So I'm excited for them to come out like guns blazing, ready to make a statement against a Falcons team, which had a probably a better start to the season than a lot of people thought, myself included. Um, mm-hmm. I have the Jags winning. Um, you know, I, I'm going to see the Texans loss as an anomaly. I don't, I don't see them repeating another loss like that to a team which isn't on their level. I think the Jags are, you know, are in the same conversation to, again, if you're going to put the Lions up there, you know, Super Bowl bubble kind of team, they have all the pieces to make a push. They need to put it together. Um, they need to get off to a better start. They need to start winning some more games and getting things clicking. And I think, you know, in their second home in Wembley, uh, with all of the UK cheering them on, um, I think I think they're going to come out and make a statement game. I, I don't I don't necessarily see us being close. I got the Jags winning by like a fair amount. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. By the way, uh, Lawrence and Ollie, are you guys? Uh, is, is there like a high like contingency of Jags fans over there just because they play so oh, much yeah. football over in over in the UK? I, is there seen, like a high? I've seen there's like oh yeah on, on the NFL UK there are so many. I think it's between them and the Packers that I've seen the most lot. Mm. It's interesting when you go and see a London game. There's actually not a lot of jerseys there from the teams that are actually playing. You know, I'll be wearing my Patriots jersey. And most right. of the people there are Patriots fans wearing Patriots jerseys as well, even though they haven't come to the UK in a while. Jags are obviously going to be the hometown favourites. You know, they play there each year. Um, and, you know, people that don't wear Jags jerseys will probably still be supporting them and cheering them on. But um, right. Patriots, massive fan base in the UK. Um, Interesting. But it'll be a great game. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a great game. Like you said, these are a couple of really, really talented young offenses. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Ollie, same question goes to you, man. Obviously, it's in your your, be- your neck of the woods, too. Who you got? You got Atlanta or you got Jacksonville? Well, it's been said for years, hasn't it, that if the if the UK were to have a home team, it would be the Jacksonville Jaguars because they just love coming over here. They're used to it. As Lid said, they come here every year. And they're just so familiar with the trip over to Wembley. And I think that if... And it's also been said that if there were a team that would likely relocate over to London, it would be the Jaguars. And the only thing that was really leaning against me picking them was been the poor start of the season. But if you look mm. at them on paper, again, they've still got Trevor Lawrence, they've still got Christian Kirk, they've still got Calvin Ridley. And I don't know, it's been a bit of a, a slow one last week for the, the Falcons, especially Bijan didn't really have the best game, but 
like we predicted as well, he's looking like one of the early favorites for Offensive Rookie of the Year, which makes it so hard to call. But I'm going to go for the Jacksonville Jaguars just because of the familiarity of playing in London. And they're, they're used to making that trip, whereas the Falcons, maybe not so much. Yeah, I'm with everybody else on the panel here. Uh, I'm going to take the Jags. They need this game. I mean, like you guys talked about, they just got absolutely waxed by the Houston Texans. And, you know, you go one and three to start off the season. Obviously, they had a kind of a rough start to the year last year, too. But if you go one and three to start the season, that is not a good recipe to to, to kind of bounce back and, and, and make a run. So, uh, I mean, like you guys mentioned, this is a home game for them. It feels like they play like five games over the UK a year. They, it seems like they're always over there. You know, uh, plus, again, I'm not a huge believer in this Falcons team because I think Desmond Ritter kind of limits that offense's potential, even though they've got so many good playmakers like Ali mentioned, Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. So I think Desmond Ritter's not very good and he kind of limits them. So I'm going to take the Jags here in a close one. I think it's going to be 24-20 Jacksonville, and they're going to get a basically home victory for them in the UK in Wembley Stadium. But with that... We're going to move to, in my opinion, the matchup of the week. And that's the 70-point offense in the Miami Dolphins versus the three-time defending AFC East champs, the Buffalo Bills, in a matchup of a couple of AFC heavyweights. So, Lawrence, I'm going to you on this one. This is a huge early season AFC East game. Who you got, Miami or Buffalo? I mean, yeah, no, these are the two teams that people are looking at. You know, who's going to come out of the East on top, right? Who's going to push Kansas for that number one seed? You know, Dolphins have got to a great start, okay? You know, it's hard to ignore 70 points, right? You can you can say they played against a bad team, but 70 points is still 70 points. You know, that's, that's incredible. That's something I've never seen, right? Um, but the Bills are not the Broncos. You know, let's, let's, let's not forget that. The Bills are a good team. The Bills have every chance to win this game. If Josh Allen plays his best, I think they could take him all the way. I mean, i got to say the Dolphins have to be the favourites. Um, you know, that's why I'm picking the Dolphins to win as much as it pains me. Um, I'd actually like to see the, the Bills win this, but I think the Dolphins are going to edge them purely because I think, you know, the Bills haven't quite clicked yet. You know, Josh Allen struggled in that first game um, against the Jets. Um, he's played better since, um, but, you know, the Dolphins have just played so well. Two is having the year of his life, um, and they've got too many weapons, and I think the Bills are going to struggle to contain all that. You know, even even the Patriots, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, struggled to like, keep the Dolphins in a box and the Bills defense is not as good as that um, I think they're going to struggle um, and I think it, it could get away from them pretty quickly especially if Josh mm. Allen can't keep, keep um, the football safe um, and keep his game in it you know it's going to take a, it's going to have to be come down to just Josh Allen put the team on his back to get the win um, is it possible absolutely you, know, you can't you'd be silly to say the Bills have no chance of winning this you know I think it's going to be close um, but I think the Dolphins have the better team and I think they have all the momentum in the world. Um, but it's the Bills' day to ruin ruin the, the Dolphins' party. You know, it's their, still their division. It's still their AFC East. You know, they're going to go down fighting. The Dolphins are going to have to pry it from them. Um, they are capable. Question of will they do it? I think they do, but there's two games. They got played each other twice. Um, I think the first game might, might go to the Dolphins, but, you know, don't be surprised if the Bills edge it. Yeah, like you said, this is going to be a great, great football game. These are, you could argue, these are two of the three or two, maybe the two best teams in the AFC right now, the way that they've been playing as of late. So, Ali, I'm going to go to you, man. Big time matchup here in the AFC East, Miami or Buffalo, who you got? Like Lawrence said, the Bills are not the Broncos. And I'm backing the Bills to win this one again, as much as it'll pain mm-hmm. me, because as much as you've got that very good connection between Tua and Tyreek, Tua and Jalen Waddle, 
I can just see the Bills having more consistent offensive responses than the Broncos because you have the magic connection between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs that is able to just have any defense. And like, it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how good your secondary is. Josh Allen will find a way to find Stephon Diggs downfield. And I think that will be the oncoming, shall we say, of the Miami Dolphins defense. And because they were so used to having a pretty relaxed time on defense last week against the Broncos, I think this is going to take them off guard a little bit. And you've got Kincaid also coming up as well as a solid tight end option for the Bills. I, I, I don't know. I don't think it'll be too much for the Dolphins to handle, but I just think that there will be more consistent offensive responses from the Bills to the point where it's going to be a very close game, but I think the Bills will just edge it. Yeah, like you said, this is not uh, this is not the Denver Broncos that they're going up against. This is a f- complete football team that's not only got a really good offense, but their defense as well. The, the Dolphins aren't, I don't think they're going to be able to just run up and down the field 70 yards at a time and score a touchdown on every play on Buffalo. This is going to be a legit football game. Lid, I'm going to you, man. Dolphins and Bills, who you got? This is, this is, this is definitely a tough call. Uh, I know Ali and Lawrence, they just... You know, they, they, they seem super confident that the Buffalo Bills is going to, you know, flex their muscles and uh, they're not the Broncos. But I really I honestly think it's a coin flip. I think it's a 50 50 percent. Either team can win. Uh, but mm-hmm. I got to go. I got to go with recent history. Uh, Miami Dolphins only beat the Buffalo Bills two times in Buffalo in the last 12 years. The most recent the most recent one came in 2016. Two was two will never be Buffalo in his career. Uh, so I think Buffalo definitely edge out at home um, in that in that atmosphere. I, I like to call them Miami Dolphins. I like to call them the track team because they just up and down the field fast, sideways and sideways, up and down. But you know, let's let's get them in a in a in a, in a backstreet brawl. You know, let let let's let's let let's let the trenches the trenches take over because we got we got we got Stephon Diggs, we got James Cook, we got Waddle, we got Tyreek Hill, we got all these guys. But it's not going to come down to that. It's going to come down to the battle of the trenches. Because Miami, they like to run the ball. Everything is set up off that run. You know, there's a Kyle Shanahan uh, type of scheme where Mike Darius come from. Everything is set up off that run. The play action, the, the misdirection. So Buffalo really got to pin their ears back. They got a good defensive line. They got good linebackers. I think they they, stop, they stuff that run uh, a little bit more than what, than what Denver and um, – when New England was able to do, uh, they could take that New England type of game plan, and I think Buffalo has a little bit more play playmaking on offense. So I think I think Buffalo definitely uh, can get the job done. But I do think it's a toss up. But I think these two teams split. I think uh, Buffalo went early, and Miami get it, get it, you know, get the second one. And I think these two teams meet up in the uh, playoffs to settle to settle the series. Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised by that. I mean, we saw it last year. They they met up in the playoffs too. Unfortunately, you know the the Dolphins were on their third string quarterback at that point. So and it, it was a close game then. You know, with the Dolphins' third string quarterback in there in the, in the playoffs. You know, so I think this is going to be a, an amazing game. This is going to be the one that everyone watches this weekend. We got two great quarterbacks. The Miami offense, obviously, like Lit said, it's a track team. It's the most explosive offense in football. And the Bills defense, even though they have played some either mid or young or just bad quarterbacks so far this year, uh, has been has looked really good. Uh, especially the last couple of weeks. So I think this is a close game. I like Miami a lot this year. I had them winning the division preseason, but I think Buffalo is going to take this one at home. Miami has a little bit of a letdown after their historic performance last week. He scored 70 points. You might have wasted a few of them on on Denver there at the end. You might need some here this week for Buffalo. So I think the Bills will take advantage of a little bit of a letdown. I still think this is going to be a higher scoring game. This is going to be a great game, though, in my opinion. I think it's going to be Bills 30-27. to I'm predicting last-second field goal by Tyler Bass to take each team to a 3-1 and record for the season. But 
we're going to move to the next game. And the next game we would talk about, uh, but this is an early season battle for the number one pick in the Broncos and the Bears. But I'm not going to talk about that bullshit because who cares? Uh, so we're going to speed right past that and go to an important a AFC North battle between the Ravens and the Browns. The Browns defense has looked dominant so far, and they're looking to stymie Lamar Jackson. And the Ravens offense coming off an upset loss to the Colts is looking to bounce back here against the Baltimore Ravens. So, Lid, I'm going to you first on this one, my friend. Who you got? You got Baltimore, you got Cleveland. Oh, man. If you would asked me this question a couple weeks ago, I probably would have said Baltimore, but the Browns, man, there's been a lot of talk about the 49ers, the Cowboys, uh, but the best defense in the NFL is definitely the Cleveland Browns. They've been the most mm. consistent. They have they, they have barely been allowing touchdowns from opposing teams. It's not like, it's not like they've been playing, you know, easy opponents. They played they play a couple mm. divisions division team so they definitely they definitely had the best defense i think the, the ravens injuries is definitely catching up to them now as we seen last week uh that offensive line was kind of shaky holding up and i think that's bad news you got miles garrett you got denzel ward uh and they're home uh these these two teams uh the last seven out of 11 times the home team has won so i think that 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 formula continues this week making it eight out of 12 um so yeah, so give me give me the give me the Browns in a close one. I think I think it's a low scoring game, defensive battle. But I think the Ravens injuries is uh they're not healthy right now. And I think once they match up again later on in the year when Ravens get a little bit more healthier, I think the Ravens are a better team. But right now, you know, because of injuries, the Browns are a better team. Yeah, like you mentioned, Lid, the Browns defense, oh my gosh, they've been swarming these first few games. They're just uh, dominant on all levels of, of that defense right now. The defensive line, especially with Miles Garrett, I mean, they, you can't block those guys right now. So yeah, this is going to be a really, really interesting football game. Lawrence, I'm going to you, man. Ravens or Browns, who you got? Now, this is probably one of the toughest games to call, right? You got two teams that know each other really well, and divisional games are always a coin toss. They could go either way, especially when you've got two teams as good as these. The Browns' defense is phenomenal. I'd agree they're probably the top defense in the world, statistically at least right now. You know, they're playing lights out. You know, they boxed Joe Burrow in the first game of the season um, in what stunned me. Um, but I don't think they've really played a quarterback like Lamar Jackson yet. You know, he's, he's kind of a player that poses a very unique kind of threat, um, you know, do I think the Ravens have enough to beat them? They've got a lot of injuries, especially in receiver room. Um, but I, I purely, this is purely based on hunch. I've got the Ravens winning this. You know, I think the Brown Cinderella story has to end sometime soon, and divisional games can just go crazy. Uh, and I think Lamar Jackson is is, is going to have to recapture that kind of the form he had in his MVP season to pull it off. But I think he's got the tank. You know, I think. He's a kind of player that can just take over a game. Everyone knows that. Um, and I think the Browns might might struggle. Um, but, you know, if Lamar doesn't get it going, it could be very one-sided very quickly. But I think I have faith in Lamar. Um, I never thought I'd ever say that. Um, but I have, I have faith he's going to be able to do enough just to kind of edge the win. And the Ravens need this as well. The Ravens haven't got off to a great start this season. You know, they have, they have, they have playoff aspirations, and rightly so, because they have a playoff caliber team. Um, but, you know, that loss last week is, is going to sting over time as well, I think it was. You know, I think they need to kind of come out swinging um, and they know they need to win this game, not just because of the divisional game, because their season's not got off to a great start. Um, so beware the, the Ravens. I think, I think they win this. 
Yeah, like you said, divisional games, you never know which way they could go. I was I know I personally wasn't a big believer in the Browns at the start of the year, and they have proved me wrong so far. They've looked like a really, really good football team. So, like you said, this one, I think it could, could go either way. Ollie, I'm going to you, man. AFC North matchup, Ravens-Browns, who you got? Yeah, well, like Lid and Lawrence both said, it's, it's a coin flip, isn't it? You know, it's so hard to call. And it's also so hard to bet against any defense that includes Miles Garrett. Like, it's just a sheer dominance of that man. And that's exactly why I'm going for the Cleveland Browns to win this one. And I'm also quietly liking what Deshaun Watson's doing with that Browns offense. And I just think that Brown, like Watson and the Browns offense, I think they might just be able to exploit the Baltimore defense better than the uh, the Ravens running back. I mean, quarterback Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense are going to exploit the Browns defense because the Browns defense, again, has been so dominant. And second or third, really, only to a few in the entire NFL. So, yeah, based on that, I think it's the Browns for me. Yeah, this is a low-key, extremely important game for who wins this division or who makes the playoffs. And like Lawrence was mentioning, division games like this are gold in the NFL. Obviously, Cleveland just bum-rushed Tennessee last week. Miles Garrett and that defense, like we talked about, have been absolutely swarming. But Lamar and the Ravens are going to be motivated coming off a bad loss to Indy, especially with Indy without their starting quarterback. Ollie, you're a little bit higher on Deshaun Watson in this Browns offense than I am. I don't like this Browns offense at all. So give me Baltimore. I think this is going to be a low-scoring, ugly ball game in Cleveland, a classic AFC North matchup that you think about, kind of like the the late to mid-2000s kind of AFC North matchup where it's just like a lot of running the football and a lot of hard, hard-nosed, smash-mouth football. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring ball game in Cleveland. Give me the Ravens. I think it's going to be 24, uh, 20 to 17 Ravens win. But with that, we're going to move to Indy in a matchup of a couple of underrated teams, in my opinion. Uh, the Rams are going to visit the Colts. The Rams obviously coming off a tough Monday night football loss to Cincinnati, and the Colts coming off a big road win against the Ravens. So, Lawrence, I'm going to you first on this one, man. What you got? You got the Rams or you got Indianapolis? See, I sometimes forget there's like two seasons ago the Rams won the Super Bowl. Obviously, last season they were dreadful. Um, I'm still not very high on the season. I think Matt Stafford is past his prime. Um, I still think they're, they're, they're missing Cooper Cup a lot. Yeah, they got the new guy, the new rookie, who's balling out. Um, but, you know, I, I, I had them losing to the Bengals. I was right. Um, you know, and I think I had them losing to the Colts. The Colts have surprised me probably more than any team in the league. They're putting together actually a pretty decent year. With or, not, with or without Anthony Richardson from concussion protocol, They've got a good roster. They've had a good roster for a while. Um, they just never had the quarterback to kind of piece it all together. 